Good Monday morning, afternoon, everybody. Kip Harridge here with your daily VRA investing video cast. Hope you're having a good day. Hope you had a great weekend. Uh, not the kind of start you want for the week, but I remind everybody, you know, last Monday was a holiday, so Tuesday was our Monday, right? Tuesday was brutally ugly. Dow was down 700 points, right? Staged a major comeback. NASDAQ was down at well over 250 points. Big comeback. NASDAQ closed up 170. I'm not saying it's going to happen again today, but I am saying this. Every day last week, we saw a repeating pattern of lower opens and higher closes. Uh, we'd have midday pullbacks, and we'd have smart money hour rallies every single day. And then the internals were also very good. We, we had a 90% up volume day last week as well. So, you know, um, that's a repeating pattern that people took notice of, right? Certainly the bears did, the shorts did. We'll see if it happens again. If it happens again today, as we head into what is a big week. Folks, this is a, this is a very, very big week, okay? Let me tell you what's happening this week. Earnings, Q2 earnings start this week. Uh, we get to Pepsi and Delta Airlines on Tuesday and Wednesday. Then the banks, J.P. Morgan, Morgan Stanley, Wells Fargo, Citibank, all Thursday and Friday into the week, right? So this is a kickoff of Q2 earnings. Is it going to be a big disappointment? Because that's what everybody seems to think. Why would this be a disappointing quarter? Give me, give me a reason. Inflation, right? This is giving giving uh, many companies that are able to, to use this pricing power to their advantage an opportunity to increase their earnings, right? A lot of them are going to do that, I think. I think this is going to be a pretty good quarter. And our friends at uh, Evercore actually have raised their S&P 500 earnings estimates for the full year to 222 a share, which would bring the P.E. multiple down to a forward P.E. of 17, okay? So that's a long ways from where it was just a year and a half ago at 24. So... Look, the markets have adjusted big time. This is a big bear market. We all know that. Average stock down better than 50%. But right now, we're not in a recession. And so if these earnings come in better than expected, you know, again, it's going to be the guidance that matters, of course, and the mood of the market. Right now, the mood's terrible. Uh, we it just uh, it's, it's doom and gloom everywhere you look. I think for most people, even if the official data says we're not in a recession, for most people, this certainly feels like at least a big slowdown, if not a recession for most people. Inflation has just been brutal. It's a silent financial killer. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what the data is. Again, Wednesday we get the CPI. That's what we're talking about. Consumer Price Index on Wednesday. Estimates for year-over-year uh, uh, -year growth of in inflation of 8.8%. And, um, you know, oil prices were still high last month. So it, we may not see a big, a big deviation from that to the downside. But the, the thinking is, is that we're going to see inflation moderate, and maybe we have seen peak inflation. And that, of course, will be a positive. But it's going to be sticky, folks. We, we know it's going to be sticky. Inflation does not appear to be dropping at a fast rate. But commodity prices have fallen quite a bit, right? Uh, oil as well. And uh, we've seen it really across the board. Dr. Copper, you know, one after another, you're seeing commodity prices have been hit hard, okay? Okay. Um, uh, uh, Forward inflation estimates have really plummeted uh, big time. So I think we get out of this month, we can start to see inflation really begin to fall. Also, it's a big week because we get the PPI, uh, the producer price index. We get that as well. That's on Thursday. And then we get the uh, University of Michigan uh, Consumer Sentiment Report on Friday. That's the one that just hit, I, I believe it hit an all-time low last month. It did hit an all-time low last month. Goldman Sachs is out some interesting stuff this morning. Again, right now, the Dow's down 132. It's off the lows. 
NASDAQ's been the big hit. NASDAQ's down right now 223. But again, this is what happened last week, right? So again, we'll see. Remember last week, big rally, okay? Big important rally, I think. We saw SP of 100 wound up uh, after, again, a big collapse on, on Tuesday. SP of 100 wound up 1.8%. Uh, NASDAQ wound up 4.6%. Semiconductors wound up, were up more than 8% last week. So again, we want to see that repeating pattern as we go into the CPI on Wednesday, which is what everybody's looking for, and earnings, of course, this week. Uh, Goldman Sachs is out some interesting data, uh, uh, and they're like, you know what? We think it might be too late to sell, right? It's too late to sell. The bad news is built in here. here here's kind of what they highlighted over the weekend. Right now, we're still in the best 16-day period of the year. This is right, this right here. This window is the best 16-day period of the year for the markets, believe it or not. It is. And uh, uh, this is also, uh, last week, was the best start to the third quarter since 1980, as far as stock market performance is uh, concerned. We also saw in the U.S. net inflows into stocks, while the rest, rest of the world saw net outflows. So again, a little more positivity uh, in the U.S. And then share buybacks, uh, you know, there's a bit of a blackout period prior to uh, earnings reports come out, but that's now being lifted. And uh, as a reminder, share buybacks now for corporations are, are uh, projected to be a record this year of $1.2 trillion of buybacks. They've been the largest buyers of stocks. It's interesting, right? Everybody else is bearish, but companies are bullish on their own stocks. I think that at least is worth considering. Um, look, there's a lot of data. as We've been covering it here. There's a ton of data, historical data, analytics that says after this horrible start to the first half of the year that the second half should be gangbusters. I will remind you, we have the midterms coming up. You know, uh, I would think if Joe Biden was to have a chance at all uh, of, uh, of not seeing his party wiped out in the midterms, uh, meaning 80 to 100 seats lost in the House, he might want to put in a little call to his buddy Jay Powell at the Fed and say, man, I've heard about this plunge protection team, this thing you guys have. Could you give me a little boost here? Remember, they're all part of their, they're, that's the uniparty, okay? Democrats, Federal Reserve, and the rhinos, right? They're all part of the uniparty, and they want to see their people stay in power. They're going to need some help, I think, from the markets to make that happen. When you combine that uh, with this analytics that we have that says, you know, and we've got reams of data here uh, that point to a significant move higher in the second half of the year. I think the timing going into the midterms will be the time to do it. And I have to make one final point here. Uh, unless you're... Uh, Unless you only watch mainstream media, and that's not you, I know this 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 audience here is a very is very uh, is very clued in to what's really going on instead of the uh, the lies we get from the mainstream media. Um, you've seen the news over the weekend about Hunter Biden's iCloud account being hacked, right? The the vote the 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 photos and the videos from this and the emails are just unbelievable. Could you imagine just for a second if this was Eric Trump or Don Jr. Trump? Could you imagine what the media would be doing? It just uh, it illustrates, you know, the insanity of the times that we're living through right now, how upside down this world is, you know, with the powers that be uh, on a certain party, again, the uniparty, being able to control their media through the intelligence community, really having it all locked down to report only what they want. It really is like the Hunger Games. It's, it's a very unique time. But remind everybody uh, that the, that's the big minority in this country. We are the big majority. Patriots, and I'm not talking about left or right. I'm talking about people that love this country. 
and just don't want to see it run by felons, you know, and, uh, and those that really should not be in power. Uh, you know, there's a there's a price to be paid uh, when you are breaking the law and you are a felon and you have guns. This is Hunter Biden I'm talking about. And these videos, I mean, it's just, it really is it's pretty sick and twisted. Um, and again, if the shoe were on the other foot, what would be happening here? But again, this all plays into what's happening in the midterms and what should be a, a, a tidal wave uh, for Republicans across the country. And then you got to start thinking about how will Democrats ever be in power again? Because 2024 should be a similar whitewashing to what the midterms should be here. Democrats after after the midterms and after 24 may be out of power in D.C. for a decade plus. That's, that red pilling of America is very real. I think it's a good reason, a very good reason to be optimistic. And you know what? There's still a chance that if Biden does, is he, if he's still able to remain in power and not forced to resign or if he's not impeached, there's still a chance he could pull a Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton did it after the midterms in 1994 made a big shift back to the middle. And again, I'll just repeat this one more time. After that, Bill, Bill Clinton's stock market, over eight years that he was in office, was the best performing stock market of all time. Average gains of better than 24% a year, folks, over his eight years. No one's done better. Can Biden do that? Probably not. Will he even be around? You know, that remains to be seen. Uh, but again, I'm an optimist. I never bet against America. And so we're always looking uh, for what, uh, how we're going to win this, get this country back on the right track. The red pilling of America is very real, and I remain very, very optimistic. All right, folks, always appreciate you watching. Hope you're having a great day. We're rooting for a great smart money hour today. The internals are not good today. We're rooting for a repeat of what we saw last week. This would really get the Bears nervous, the shorts nervous and covering as we go into the CPI and then earnings later in the week. This has the potential to be an explosive week, I think, to the upside. Uh, again, the pessimism is so amazing uh, that I think the upside, the, the, the minority play, the contrarian play here is to the upside. Obviously, it's what I'm rooting for. That's what we're rooting here at the VRA. We'll see what happens here, folks. We'll see you throughout the week. We'll see you back at the close to, again today for our VRA Investing Podcast as well. Have a great day, everybody.